This is your six-time OVW Women's Champion, Amazing Maria, and you are listening to the E's and B's Podcast. Good morning, all you wrestling and sports fans. This is the E's and B's. The Bacon and Eggs of Pro Wrestling Sports Podcast. And I'm your host, Eddie B. Thanks for having breakfast with us on this beautiful Friday, May 7th, 2021. Come on in. And a very, very special happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there from us here at Ease and Bees. We've got a stacked show for you today. Can't wait to get to a special guest, like I said in the opening, Maria James. That's right. It's going to be awesome to talk to her. Of course, if you guys don't know, that is the mother of none other than alumni here at the E's and B's, Hollywood, Haley, Jay. That's right, her mother with us today. We're going to get into some OVW stuff a little bit later, but let's jump right to it, folks. That's right, let's get to the sports side on the sunny side up. First off, let's jump right into baseball, folks. A lot of things happen right here at the beginning of the season, and especially right here in Colorado, as reported last week. Of course, we talked all about the, the firing of Jeff Bridich. Hallelujah, right? Hallelujah. Anyhow, also, other things going on. They moved the All-Star game here. Another congratulations to the Rockies, right? But here's what's happening in the last week. The Rockies have now hired new GM, Bill Schmidt, 
a 30-year scout for them around the MLB and working for the MLB. Uh, we'll see what happens with him going into the future. Of course, you know, can't get worse than what it already has, right, Rockies fans? Or at least that's what I, the way I feel about it. But we'll keep our eye on that. Hopefully, you know, they, they get Trevor signed and, and things turn around. Obviously, they've been playing some terrible baseball, not just for this season, but for a lot, a while now. And hopefully they can shake that and get over that hump, get Trevor signed and move forward. Also, uh, some other crazy things in the MLB world going on. The Cubs and Reds, well, they're duking it out already this early in the season. That's right. If you guys have not seen those highlights, go back, check those out. Me being a big baseball fan in general, I just, I love the fact that the Cubs and Reds are heated this early in the season. That only means it's going to get better, especially if those two teams happen to meet, and you never know, but happen to meet later on in the postseason. That'd be great. Uh, other big news, John Means, or excuse me, John Means of the Orioles throwing a no hitter earlier this week. Also, the uh, Yankees are, are starting to heat up. That's right. Them bats are starting to come to life there in New York. Keep an eye out for them. As I spoke a couple weeks ago, they were coming off of a slow start. But let's be honest, folks. If you look at the standings in the MLB right now, it's almost 500 baseball all across the board, except for a couple teams, especially right here in, in Colorado. But what I'm really like uh, seeing is how bad the World Series champions are struggling that's right the Dodgers losing not only one but two games back-to-back on walk-offs to the Cubs this last week that was good to see congratulations to all the Cubs fans on that we got a little bit more baseball history I'll give it to you here later on let's jump into NFL that's right other things going on in the NFL here in Colorado well big news Juwan James has tore his ACL out for the season he tore it on off-site workouts on his own. And as you all know, the rule states, folks, they don't have to pay this guy now that he has hurt himself and is out. This is going to be two years back-to-back. This guy has not played one snap of football. A huge contract, and in my, in my personal opinion, he's never lived up to the first contract he ever signed. Uh, he's been okay, but in, injury-prone, obvious. And now he's in a, a big world of trouble uh, with, you know, are they or aren't they going to pay him? We'll have to keep a close eye on that going forward. Other big news in the NFL, well, the Aaron Rodgers watch is still on, and it's on hot and heavy here in Denver as all week long, folks. ESPN and all the analysts have been speaking about if anywhere Rodgers goes, it's going to be here in Denver maybe. We'll have to see. I don't I don't, I don't, don't uh, count my chickens before they hatch. I think that... There's a lot more to this story, and who knows what can happen. Heck, we could even talk about possible trades to Seattle. As you know, I mentioned a while back, Russell Wilson not happy there in Seattle. So, you know, what's what's up with maybe an even swap of those two quarterbacks? But, honestly, if I'm Green Bay, you don't trade your quarterback to the NFC. you got to get him out because you don't want to go through him to make it to the Super Bowl. You maybe want to play him in the Super Bowl, but you definitely don't want to play him in that NFC Championship game because you already know that's a lot of pressure, not only for him, but for the whole Green Bay Packer team. So keep a close eye on that. I really don't know if he's coming back to football, folks. Uh, Brett Favre was quoted earlier this week saying he's not budging. He, he believes in, in, in Rodgers and what he's saying and doing, and he's not budging. So, you know, I, I say with the vet, I back, and, and I believe it too. I just really hope we see Aaron Rodgers back in football in 2021. I'd rather see him throwing touchdowns 
than asking questions on Jeopardy. But that's just my opinion. So we'll keep our eye on that. That's all the NFL news I got for right now, folks. I know a lot of big things are happening. A lot of big cuts are going on right now. Too many for me to run down. We'd be here all day. I'll get the big names and some of the big moves coming up maybe next Friday or the Friday after and keep you updated all year long up until we get right into camp. Let's switch gears. That's right, folks, and move right into some racing. Well, as stated last week, Kentucky Derby, that's right, the 147th running last Saturday went down. Well, nobody here on the E's and B's squad won the t-shirt giveaway, but I do want to say this. My daughter, the four-year-old Sadie, that's right, she picked the winning horse, Medina Spirit, getting the huge win there at the Kentucky Derby. And it was really cool to tell her about that and see the smile on her face and let her know that she picked the right winning horse. And she's she's raring, raring and ready because we know this. Medina Spirit will be running in the Preakness next Saturday. So keep your guys' eyes out for that. There won't be a giveaway here on the E's and B's because we're, we're stirring up something else going forward. I'll talk about that a little bit later on in the toast. But keeping things going in the racing world, let's talk about NASCAR. That's right. Last week, folks, in Kansas... And I lost again. That's right. Shocker, right? That's right. Now I, I, I can't, I can't, I don't, I'm not sure which way to turn right now going in this week as they roll into Darlington, the throwback weekend, one of my favorite weekends of the year. Not only is this a fat, bad fast track, they bring back the old school paint schemes that I remember as a child growing up that what drew me into racing, make me, or made me love a lot of my favorite things about the sport. I can't wait to see the great things they got going forward and going up into this weekend there at Darlington. And I'm going to have to go ahead and try to break my streak going into this uh, Sunday and throw another pick out there, folks. And that's right. I'm going with somebody that needs a little bit of luck on his side as well. And that's the number 11 of Denny Hamlin, folks. I'm taking him because he's been so close and had the most dominant car, I think, so far all year. He just hasn't been there when it counts, but I think he will be this Sunday. So my pick, number 11, Denny Hamlin at Darlington. Also, folks, in big NASCAR news this week, Dale Jr., he's back. That's right, folks. He'll be running in Richmond in the Xfinity Series, uh, honoring one of his great sponsors. We know he does this uh, usually once a year. Obviously, he didn't do it last year with all the crazy stuff going on, but getting back behind the wheel, uh, later on this season, in a, in a uh, Xfinity race there at Richmond, we'll definitely talk more about that leading up to that race later on in the future. Hey, let's switch over to short track news. That's right, folks. Well, Eddie Van Meter, he makes it back-to-back wins there at Indianapolis Speedrome. You know, I spoke about his win last week. We'll leave that in the past. We'll talk about the win this week as he's making it two in a row and, and maybe making a possible push for the points lead. We'll have to keep a close eye on that. This weekend, they're running the Phyllis Tunney Memorial 75-lap figure-eight race. You know it, folks. The baddest figure-eight racing family on the planet will be there in action. That's right. E's and B's alumni, Mark and Ben Tunney, along with, of course, Austin and maybe Jesse. We'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, the whole Wham Bam family is there, and they run all one, two, three, four. Lots of love. Lots of luck. And all... And everything in between from us here at E's and B's. Stay tuned. We'll be we'll be definitely talking a lot more about their finishes next week. Also, stay tuned. Coming up hopefully later this month. Maybe we just might have 
Austin, and Jesse Tunney right here on the E's and B's podcast. That's right. Back-to-back weekends, hopefully, to end the month out of racing. Stay tuned for that. I'll keep you guys posted on that one. In other short track racing news, of course, they had the CRA Street Stocks up there at the Shady Bowl in Ohio. And that's right for his second win of the year. The number 73 machine of Jason Atkinson holds off Brett Hudson, the double zero, to get a big win there in Shady at the Shady Bowl. Uh, you know, I spoke my thoughts about him last week as, to, as well. We'll leave it at that. Um, so congratulations on him, to him. Uh, their next big race will be coming up here in, at Salem, Indiana on May 15th. And then they'll be at the Big Bad Track at Winchester on June 5th. Can't wait to hear how that one turns out. Also, opening night happened right here. That's right. Right here in Colorado last week as CNS opened the tracks up for the first time here in Colorado. And three-time champ, number 11, Darren Robinson, getting the win in the late models. The number zero vehicle of Ron O'Neill in the modifieds. The number 15 machine, Jeremy Williams in the figure eight class. And the number 49 machine of Chris Cox rounded it up in the street stocks. Congratulations to all you out there that got their first win of the year right here in Colorado at Colorado National Speedway. Like I said, folks, there's going to be a lot of cool things from me from that place coming soon. I'll be having some live footage, hopefully getting some live interviews in the pits from a few of maybe these winners here. Keep t- or Stay tuned for that. A lot of that stuff, like I said, they just opened up. Last weekend was their first weekend. They got a full schedule, a lot of good racing still to come. This summer, that's for sure. So stay tuned for CNS News right here from me, Eddie B, on the E's and B's podcast. Hey, fans. If you're on the south side of Indy and you need your car looked at, check out Tony's Auto Service, 8320 Brookville Road, Suite H. Ask for Ben. Tell him Eddie B from the E's and B's podcast sent you. They'll get you back on track. Alright folks, that's all the racing news I got for you this week. Stay tuned. Like I said, we got a huge guest coming up next. That's right, six-time women's OVW champion. It's Maria James. Alright fans, with us today, not only is she a wonderful mother, but she is the six-time OVW Women's Champion. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you the amazing Maria James. What's happening? How's it going, Maria? It's going. Well, we thank you so much for joining us today here on the Ease of Bees podcast on a very special Mother's Day weekend. What what could go better than having, you know, one of the best women wrestling mothers on the show today than having with us none other than Maria James. Thank you. I appreciate you guys for having me on too. So Absolutely, absolutely. And we, we appreciate you, all the support you've been giving us. And of course, you know, we're big, big fans of your daughter and we got a lot of cool things to talk about. Are you ready to get into it today? Let's get it. All right. Well, <laughs> Maria, ready. can you tell my fans and listeners out there, how did you get your start in wrestling? Ooh. <laughs> um, well, if we want to go back all the way, all the way back. When I was a kid, I used to watch wrestling with my grandma. And it was the one thing that, like, 
stuck with me because my grandma died when I was nine. So she taught me how to cook and she gave me my love for wrestling. It's amazing. Um, but I had kids at a young age, like most of you guys know Hollywood, Haley J. Yes, that's my baby girl. And then I have a son as well. He's a couple years older than her. Um, but I had my kids at a young age. And even though like I loved wrestling, I always watched wrestling, always like it was always a part of my life. I didn't want to train per se until they were old enough to make a decision whether or not, you know, hey, let's this is cool. Let's go with mom to a wrestling show or let's stay home or let's go hang out with our friends or, you know, whatever they wanted to do. I just didn't want to drag them around, sure. you know, all over the place. So um, I got to talking about it a lot by the time Haley was eight or nine. And she was the one who was like, mom, you know, you love wrestling. Like, just do it. Go do it. Go do it. And at that time, my son was like 12. So, you know, she and she's always loved wrestling so she always she was like i'll go like i'll go my son he he would go some and he wouldn't but i literally didn't like i started um as a photographer um i used to be a photographer for the high school and for the youth little league and okay. uh for the football teams back home so i had a friend i went to high school with her husband was a promoter and i started in like 2008 2009 ish um doing photography for their company. So I've actually been in the actual wrestling business since 2008, but I didn't start training until 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, so you've been there a little while, you know, working on close to 12 years. Um, I know just from speaking with Hollywood, you, you've accomplished a lot. And obviously, as I spoke at the beginning, six time women's OVW champion, but let me ask you this. What's your favorite part about it? Um, the physicality. Honestly, wrestling saved my life. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> That's it, cool. It, no, no, I like that. Yeah. Uh, even though I had my kids young, like, uh, oh, God, I used to get in so much trouble as, like, as a young adult. I spent some time in jail, you know, had, a, I, I could say had a couple assault charges, but let's be honest, I had <laughs> quite a few. Assault charges, <laughs> sure, sure. you know, um, and some other charges to go along with those. But um, when I started training, like it, I, I feel like it honestly saved my life. It gave me a place to um, put my anger, put all my frustration, like of just being a single mom, like trying going through the struggles of trying to raise two kids with no dad, and like you know, all the boohoo, crybaby, girly stuff that that girls go through and cry about instead of crying about it. I was real angry and I fought a lot, and you know, and then I found, you know, actually training and wrestling and putting my anger there. So saved my life. Yeah, sure. Like channeling your anger through wrestling. A lot of people don't realize, you know, what benefit that does have. And, you know, obviously speaking for yourself, you know, a lot of people that, that go unheard of or unseen, you know, their stories don't get spoken of enough. And that's why I bring people here on the Ease and Beats podcast, because I feel like your stories are the ones that are more important than what we're watching on TV. You know, you got to start somewhere. And a lot of people don't realize the struggle before they get to that big brand. So that's why I like to bring you folks on, you know, just to get a little bit more inside of what's really going on on the indie scene. Now, let me ask you this, Maria. Who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Oh, Eddie Guerrero. Ah, okay. The, <laughs> the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, I can tell. Now, if you said Jeff Hardy, I was going to say, okay, we definitely know. 
So I, cool. I've got a nice Eddie up there too. I don't know if yes. you can see, but yes. yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's switch gears just a little bit here. As you know, Maria, we are a breakfast related podcast. I like to change things up on everybody, not ask the same repetitive questions. So I got to ask you this one. If you could eat only one breakfast item for the rest of your life, what would it be? Bacon. Bacon. Yeah, that's my girl. That's my girl. All right. Well, we're going to keep in that same theme. Let me ask you this one. Tomorrow, you're making breakfast for any wrestling personality or wrestler. Who are you making it for and what are you making? Oh, Stone Cold. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And what are Uh, we having? Man, I'm doing it all. Uh, eggs anyway, likes biscuits, homemade, homemade biscuits and gravy, bacon, um, well, sausage gravy, bacon, might even fry some potatoes, you know, um, Stone Cold's lover of potatoes. That's what he lived on when he was first started into the business. So yes, yes. Yeah, I'll fry up some potatoes, um, eggs anyway, once biscuits, gravy, anything. Oh, got to have uh, sliced green and red tomatoes and apple jelly. Man, you're making me hungry as you speak. (laughs) Sounds like I need to be there for that one. Hey, let me ask you this. Yeah, definitely. That's a hearty Southern breakfast. That's the way I like it. Let me ask you this, Maria. What what is your dream match? Oh, man. That, oh, I hate that question. It's terrible because I like wrestling men. So, well, that's okay. Hey, we're not judging here. It's anybody. It could, it don't even have to be a wrestler. It could be somebody that you just, would like to wrestle even though they don't wrestle Ooh. i mean we could wrestle but you know <laughs> <laughs> like jason statham yes okay. sir okay man that would be interesting and i think for sure you're gonna have the upper hand on him that's for sure well how about this know. you can fight well yeah but that's all that's all what we see on tv you know in the movies right when they get in the ring and like mike tyson always says once you get punched in the mouth shit changes Right. So, Everybody, you know, everybody's got a soft job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, Maria, how about this one? If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Ooh, um, rejuvenating health. Oh, Healing I, like health. I got bad knees. If I could, <laughs> if I could yeah. heal my knees where I could still wrestle. I'd... Man, that yeah. would be all right. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different answers you could, you could have there, but you know, uh, what's that movie, you know, where they, they never get old. That would be perfect in wrestling. You know, you'd always oh, yeah. be on top and, you know, you'd always be that young baby face or heel, whichever way you look at it. Let me ask you oh, this. Though, baby face. Ooh. <laughs> Let me ask you this one. If you could eliminate one thing and it could be anything forever, what would it be? Hate. Amen. Amen. I can totally agree with that. That's one of the best things to say, and and I agree 100%. Well, as we wind things down here on the E's and B's, folks, you're listening to Maria James, the six-time OVW Women's Champion. I've got just a couple more for you, and then I'm going to turn the table over to you, let you promote what's going on with yourself and and OVW here in the near, near future. So I got to ask you this. What's the top three podcasts you're listening to right now, Maria? Oh, um, even though he hasn't put out anything in a while, I love listening to KG, uh, OG Kevin Gill, love wrestling to his podcast. Um, I listen to E's and B's all the time and 
even though he hasn't put out anything, any new content in a minute, Colt Cabana has always been my absolute favorite. Yeah, it just, seems like he, it seems like he goes in spurts, you know. He put out yeah. a few not too long ago, and then he stopped, so. Right. But I've been listening to Chris Jericho and Stone Cold lately, and, of course, Jim Cornette, just because he makes me laugh. Oh, my God, does that man make me laugh. Yeah, he does. He uh, he definitely can stir the, stir the pot, if you know what I mean. Well, like I said, we just got a couple more here for you before I let you go, but I got to know, when it's all said and done, Maria, what do you want? the Maria James legacy to be? Man. Um, honestly, I just want people to remember me for like not being selfish. And like, there's so many greedy, 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 greedy people out there that I like, I want to see everybody eat. And like, I don't care if we don't get along, if we do get along, like I want to see everybody eat. So that's what I want to be remembered for. I want to be remembered for being the person that you know like never turned anybody away i helped everybody or at least i tried to that's awesome and i hope that's the way it ends for you because you couldn't go out any other better way in my opinion all right before i turn the tables over to you the last thing i'm gonna ask you wrestling related here and then we'll let you promote what you got we gotta know what do you love the most about wrestling oh everything about it the bumps the bruises the the feel of the steel when you smack the mat like just the sound that the ring makes um i love everything that it has given me um everywhere it's taken me it's taken me to whew, 28 states you know i've i've gotten to work with um extra work with wwe I actually got to be on national television with oscar I've gained friends all over the world, like all over the United States and Canada, Germany, Mexico, places that I would never even dream of having friends, you know, um, wrestling. I mean, even though it's taken away a lot for me, it has given me so much more. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Maria, like I said, it's been an honor and pleasure having you on here, but before I let you go, I got to know what's going down with you in OVW. The floor is yours. Man, um, I'm, I've taken a role backstage at OVW, uh, agenting, running the women's division, um, just, you know, trying to help others live their dream now, you know, giving people opportunities. I can't wrestle as much anymore the way I would like to, sure. um, you know, got two bad knees and I'm about to have a knee replacement. So, um, but yeah, I absolutely love working back like behind the scenes. Hopefully I can continue on to work behind the scenes and even a bigger company once I learn more and, and get in the swing of things. Al has been a godsend and a blessing when it comes to teaching me how to agent. Um, you know, letting me sit and learn how to put things together the way a certain company would want them put together. Um, I get to work in production and, um, and OVW is doing a lot of good things. Like we're expanding tomorrow starts our first day of going live on TV for two hours. Instead of one, we made the switch from Tuesday nights to Thursday nights. You can catch OVW all over the state of Kentucky and live on fight TV. So that's a big one. Um, we are now live on fight TV every Thursday night at seven o'clock. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, Maria, 
like I said, it was an honor and pleasure to have you on, not only on just a regular day, but on Mother's Day weekend. And I want to say this. We thank you so much from our hearts, from here at E's and B's. Happy Mother's Day. And until next time, I can't wait to have you back. And we're going to be pushing that daughter of yours to the top. Fans, once again, it's the women's six-time OVW champion, the amazing Maria James. Thanks, Maria. Have a good one. You too. Hello, it's Megastar Outlandish Zicky Dice, Twitch Sensation, professional wrestler, magician, musician, Swiss Army Knife of Entertainment. And you're listening to the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast on your Fridays, the E's and B's podcast. Outlandish. Mother's Day weekend. Thank you so much to Maria James. Make sure you guys go out and give her a follow. Like she said, check out OVW going down every week now on Thursdays. A lot of great things coming in the future for them. And like I said, obviously the mother to Hollywood, Haley Jay. She's got a lot of good things up her sleeve going forward as well. So make sure you guys give both those ladies a follow and I'll keep you updated here in the future, what they've got going on. All right, folks. That's right. You also heard that great word from our friend there, Zicky Dice. Make sure you guys go to Twitch. Give him a follow. He's got a lot of great, cool things going on there on Twitch. Probably my favorite person to check out on Wednesdays, usually on Twitch, is Zicky Dice. He's got a big stream going on this Saturday, tomorrow night, folks. Poker game going on. You guys can get in on the action. Zicky Dice TV on Twitch. Make sure you guys give him a follow. Let him let, let him know that Eddie B from the E's and B's podcast sent you. Alright, fans. It's time to suplex into some wrestling. That's right. It's wrestling time. Scrambled egg segment here on the E's and B's podcast. Busted open this week, folks. They've had a lot to say. Of course, Blood and Guts went down Wednesday night. We'll jump into that here in just a second, but let's talk about what happened last Saturday when Dave LaGreca finally became face-to-face with Thunder Rosa there at Mission Pro Wrestling there in Texas. He got his ass handed to him. That's right, folks. She slapped him down, drug him corner to corner, embarrassed him right there in front of everybody, and unfortunately for my man Dave LaGreca, he did not get the apology that he was looking for. So maybe next time there, Dave. Also, uh, a lot of flack this uh, Thursday on what Bully and some of the boys have been saying uh, on their review forum, Blood and Guts. You know, I'm with them, guys. I loved every bit of it. I, I see, you know, their points on a lot of things. If you guys didn't hear what they had to say, follow Bully Ray on Twitter and the Busted Open Nation. Dave LaGreca, they're all good follows there on Twitter. Go check them out. See what they got to say about what happened last week at Blood and Guts. Well, another thing they got going on there at Busted Open on Sunday, they started their first ever wrestling fantasy draft. That's right. It was a draft between Dave LaGreca, Ed Robinson, Mark Henry, and Tommy Dreamer, Bully being the commish, which I thought was kind of funny. Anyhow, uh, I thought it was a really cool idea. They they came up with a, a good 
plan where you had to pick one wrestler from each brand and then the the sixth member was like a a optional person from either MLW, Ring of Honor, etc., something like that. Along with they set up an awesome point scheme so us here at home can play along with them folks. So go back check out their podcast from Sunday, their wrestling fantasy draft. And play along with them. It's a lot of fun. We're doing it right here at the E's and B's compound. That's right. Here's who I got drafted for my squad. Uh, I got Chris Jericho, Adam Cole, Sasha Banks, The New Day, Seth Rollins, and Hammerstone. There are some rules. All you got to do is listen to that podcast. They'll explain how the draft works and all that good stuff. And let me know if you guys jump on board. Get at me on Twitter, and we'll play along with you as well and keep track of our points going all the way from this last Monday, folks, up through SummerSlam. So a lot of cool things happening for Busted Open Radio. Shout out to them guys. I I love listening as I'm taking the kids to school, the wife to work, and all that cool stuff in the morning. You know, it's a great listen, so shout out to those guys. But let's jump into what happened on Wednesday night, folks. That's right, AEW's Blood in Guts. Wow, that's all I could say, folks, was it was everything as advertised. It, if you want it, they had it. Uh, there, really, honestly, I'll talk about the only down moment here in just a few, but how they started the show out, and you know it, as I say it week for week, I look at those key things. How you start your show tells me how this thing might go. That's for sure. That's how we say it here on the E's and B's. Well, they started out with John Moxley and Eddie Kingston getting a big win over Michael Nakazawa and Omega. Omega trying to pull a funny there at the beginning, pretending like he wasn't there. Of course, the commentators were ripping him, saying he was. And Kyle was trying to cover for him. Of course, he uh, comes from out of the back, or excuse me, out of the crowd and attacks Moxley and Eddie Kingston to start the match with the belt. Pretty cool idea, I thought. But, of course, they did get the, the big L. But in the end, wouldn't you know it, there was an aftermath, and of course, the Young Bucks come and dressed to impress to the ring. Well, looked like Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson, maybe were going to Hawaii, I'm not for sure. They came with the Good Brothers, and of course, they jumped Moxley and Eddie Kingston. This this feud still continues. We know coming up this Wednesday on, on AEW Dynamite, John Moxley will be defending the IWGP Heavyweight title, so make sure you guys check that one out. That's going to be a good match. Uh, after that, they followed it up with the Cody Rhodes getting a big win over QT Marshall. Mad props to QT Marshall. Much respect. This was a, a, it had a little bit of everything between the two in this match. I loved every minute of it. Of course, you know, these guys train together, so they should know each other's moves. They should know what's going on. And, and it showed in the ring, of course, you know, QT using his move. And, and then obviously he didn't get the, the diamond cutter in. But uh, there was some some crack shown and all kinds of crazy mess. But after the match, once again, two matches back-to-back. We had an aftermath happen after Cody gets a huge win. Blood rolling down his face. Obviously, the first person to start bleeding here at Blood and Guts was Cody. But uh, after the win, he's celebrating in the ring. And uh, wouldn't you know it, here comes one member of the factory, Anthony Agogo, coming in and landing a huge strike to the to the stomach of Cody and, 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 you know, bar- basically barreling him over, laying him down. And, and before he leaves the ring, he covers him with the Great Britain flag. You know, it's this starts a war, if you ask me. And, and we'll have to wait and see if maybe this is a layoff for Cody. Because we know that baby's coming real, real soon. We can't wait to hear all about that, right? 
but we know this could be his little injury layoff to get through that hump while they have the baby. We'll keep a close eye on that. I really like this factory nightmare feud going on. I hope they drag this storyline out a little bit throughout the summer and maybe lead us up to a big, huge Cody uh, Antonio Gogo main event at some point. Let me know what you guys think out there in E's and B's lands. Hey, make sure you pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell somebody about the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast on your Fridays. It's the E's and B's podcast. Keeping things rolling on blood and guts. After the Cody match, they rolled into what I call a squash match as they got Britt Baker a little bit of ring time as she got a huge win over Julia Hart. No competition, definitely a squash match. But basically, they're just stating a fact that we're setting up for all in. We're going to have Britt Baker taking on Thunder Rosa. Can't wait to see that one. I think that, or excuse me, Britt Baker taking on Sheeta as I think this is where the belt will finally switch hands. And Britt Baker will finally get what she's been talking about for, what, since the beginning? That's right. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, hopefully, she can stay healthy. We know how that whirls. Uh, going into the end of May, where they just announced also at Blood and Guts, folks, that they are going to have a full house. That's right. Full house for that pay-per-view. Seats will be completely filled, just like they did at the UFC event. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, I figured that was going to be the, the tester for some. And obviously it's worked and it's working for AEW. Heck, you know, it's worked for them all, all year so far. So kudos to those guys. I hope they continue to stay healthy and keep putting on great shows like they have been. After the Britt Baker match, we had SCU, Jurassic Express, The Acclaimed, and the Varsity Blondes stepping into the ring. Take a short clip. I want you to hear The Acclaimed because I thought it was the best freestyle he's done yet to date listen to this Wow, that's right, folks. Like I said, mad props to Max Caster. He's tearing it up week in, week out. Uh, even when he was in the singles action there for a little bit while his partner was down and out. He's he's progressing very, very quickly, in my opinion. But on this night, obviously, at Blood and Guts, the winner of this tag match was going to get the title shot next Wednesday against the Bucks, and unfortunately unfortunately for the acclaimed SCU getting the huge win. As we know, this storyline's been building. They uh, obviously came to ringside last week, threw a mad promo at the Bucks, called them bitches and all that crazy and the madness, but this week, I knew it was going to happen just because, it, obviously, they're not going to split these guys up after a huge promo. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to Brian Pillman Jr., uh, for wearing his dad's style trunks, uh, brought back a huge memory to me, especially when he did the, the drop kick off the guy's shoulders. Uh, it was huge. You know, it made me think back of his dad for sure. And obviously going down last night on dark side of the ring, the premier 
episode of his father debuted. What a great watch that was, folks. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Make sure you guys go check that out. That season just started. We'll be talking a lot about that going forward. Obviously, I'll be asking you your thoughts next week on the Brian Pillman one. Keeping things moving. Also, what I talked about earlier when I first started the Blood and Guts convo conversation here, there was one thing that stood out all night long to me that ruined or kind of brought it down, in my opinion. And it's what happened right before the main event, folks. And it was Kenny Omega had to make not one, but a second appearance. That's right. Twice he had to come out. Well, the reasoning for this one this time was obviously they were talking about who was going to be his next challenger for the AEW title. Obviously, coming out, he had every belt with him, but he was making Michael Nakazawa carry them all. Uh, of course, that was one thing I was talking about earlier with Busted Open. That's one thing Bully said was kind of skittish in a way. He thought that that was kind of a shot at Impact, that if Impact was, you know, had any balls, they would have said something like, hey, we don't want no nobody holding our belt on national tv i mean it's cool enough that kenny omega has it but let's let's get let's get serious here nakazawa has no reason you know other than he is being the chauffeur for kenny omega but in my opinion this is what i gotta say about that That's right, folks. That's my opinion on the promo that Kenny Omega cut at Blood and Guts. I gotta say, folks, it was probably, it really, it was starting to suck the life out of the whole show. That's how awful it was. You could tell he was trying to wing it. He he basically didn't know what to say. You know, he kept looking at the camera, looking at the big screen, trying to make sure he was in the right spot. And it just was awful. And, and it, like I said, it was a dumpster fire, in my opinion. Worst promo i've seen this year that's just my opinion but after that they obviously ramped it right back up as we got into the main event of blood of guts that's right folks the big cage match two rings 10 people obviously war game style this is based off of dusty Rhodes's old war games back in wcw obviously the same rules apply they had two men enter wrestled for five minutes and every two minutes after that they rotated Obviously, we know after last week, the Pinnacle was given the advantage. But uh, I just want to give a huge, and I do mean a huge, shout-out to who I think stole the show, in my opinion. That's Sammy Garvera. The guy was the first in, and, you know, it's hard to go that long that from the beginning to the end and still have it. And this guy was still putting on the big moves. Make sure you guys go check out his highlight reel. I know he posted a nasty picture on Thursday of the injuries he's got. But, I mean... He, he went coast to coast like the old Shane McMahon, but in my eyes it was way better because, you know, it was a double drop kick to a chair in a steel cage. It just it meant more, in my opinion. I know you guys are going to give me flack on that because Shane McMahon's known for that, but, you know, it's just cool to see Sammy do it. He also did some really amazing, you know, high wire acts, in my opinion. You know, he did a huge leap. Uh, just a lot of great, great stuff from Sammy. It's a matter of time, folks, in my opinion, before... They they let him go. He's got to, at some point, start the rise because he's so talented. And I think a feud between him and MJF in the future would be marvelous. That's just, that's my opinion. Uh, in the end, folks, it was a bloody, bloody mess. Fortunately for us, there was no guts shown. Uh, a lot of 
back and forth, but in the end, MJF trying to escape as Tully Blanchard on the outside, attacking the refs, breaking the key, or, or excuse me, unlocking the key, or excuse me, unlocking the lock with the key, and, and letting MJF escape. He thought he escaped from everything and hit on the top. We kind of all knew where it was going at home. Reports are at Jacksonville's Daily's place. It was a little questionable being there. On the ending, because it was kind of hard to tell what was going on. Of course, JR and, and Excalibur and Tony were filling us all in there at home on TV. So it was a little bit easier for us. But I could see where their point is, you know, kind of lose it when you see all the actions in the ring. And all of a sudden now, boom, somebody's on top of the ring. Of course, we knew this was going to happen. Jericho chased him up top. I do want to say there was a few parts up there I didn't care for, especially Jericho digging on his wrist. You all know what I mean. And in the end, we all knew what was going to happen. We knew it was going to be a traumatic fall. Unfortunately for the inner circle, Sammy Garvera shouting the words, we surrender, saving his homie, Jericho. Well, he thought at least until, of course, we knew it was going to happen. MJF getting the old push right off the ramp. Uh, You know, we know a lot of people are going to tear this down. <coughs> Corny. <coughs> uh, But in my eyes, folks, they put their lives on the line. That was a huge stunt. I don't care how bad it looked, how bad the cameras were. Uh, if you were there and you couldn't see it, you know, Chris Jericho, 50 years old, doing what he's doing, still, you know, I won't say at the top of his game because we know he's not, but he's still entertaining at 50 years old and looking great doing it. Mad props to Chris Jericho, the inner circle, and the pinnacle, I guess. Everybody involved, that was a great show. Pay-per-view worthy, folks, in my opinion. So that's just me. Um, I can't wait to see what happens at their big pay-per-view coming up. Like I spoke, it will be a full house. So great, great thing. Hey, and other wrestling news going down this weekend, folks. That's right. Rocky Mountain Pro got some charge tapings going on live on Twitch. The best wrestling on Twitch, folks. Make sure you check that out. Give them a follow. You know it. Us here at the E's and B's will be live in person. We'll have some videos Posted there on YouTube, maybe some uh, couple interviews. We'll see what we could squeeze out. Sometimes it's tough, depending on what they got going on. I know the talent's always busy. Also, the Navajo Warrior is in town, so make sure you guys check that out. Rocky Mountain Pro Wrestling live on Twitch, five thirty Mountain Time on Saturday, going down. And who knows, you might see me in the background. You never know. All right, fans. Stay tuned. Coming up next, I'm going to go get my tag team partner. That's right. The Devon to my bully. The Animal to my hawk. The Tully to my arm. That's right. We're going to drag Lauren in here. We're going to rip your city. Stay tuned. You're listening to the best breakfast wrestling sports podcast on your Fridays. It's the E's and B's podcast. Alright fans, it's everybody's favorite part of the show. Get out your jams, your jellies, your cinnamon, your sugars, your butter, it's time to spread it. It's the toast! Alright, I got the peanut butter to my jelly, the cheese to to my nachos, bringing in the statistician, welcome in and give her a huge happy Mother's Day weekend. It's... Lauren! How's it going, Lauren? Good. 
Right on, right on. Beautiful week we've had so far. We got just a little it's been bit. a little bipolar going back and forth between the weather. One yeah, for, for the sure, next. for sure. We also got the mumbling, the destroyer, Sadie Jane, along with us right here. So yep. if you hear a little bit of noises in the background, it's just the, the destroyer. The All right, destroyer. let's jump right into it, folks. Let's get right to the shout outs this week. Thank you okay. so much, Maria James, oh. for uh, coming on. We were so happy to have you with us. Yeah. And it was so great to hear yeah, your story. Mom. Yes, once again, tying in with Mother's Day weekend, none other than to have a, a great wrestling mom on the podcast. And also a big shout out to Hollywood, Haley J. Good luck. On that match with Christy James, I can't wait to hear how that thing turns out. Me neither. Also, shout out to OVW. Shout out to Rocky Mountain Pro. Shout out to my boy, Yaden. Shout out to Dustin Urich. Shout out to Porter Blake. Thank you so much for all the likes and shares, buddy. We're going to get you on here real soon. Shout out to Lilith Grimm. Same with you. I can't wait to get you back and hear some more Lilith Grimm stories coming up here in the near, near future. Also, a big shout out to my stream family. I want to shout out to Scotty Tahoe, Cockwaddle, Miserabella, Poet, Holly, Jet, Carnage Gaming, Harry Wolfman, Undead Clockworks, Wombus, Kate, Sfee, Dis, and Dogler. That's right. You Thank you so much. Anybody, That's well. I, I probably <laughs> forgot somebody. I'm so, I'm so sorry if I did, but shout out to all my stream family. I love you guys. I enjoy every time I get on there with you guys. It's always entertaining. If you guys have not checked them out, make sure you guys go give them a follow on Twitch. Uh, some of the best Planet Coaster builders you'll ever meet and some of the greatest people you'll ever meet. Great, great people. So shout out to all of you. Also, a huge shout out to my boy Lee Out Loud. Make sure you guys check that out every Tuesday and Saturday. The, the funniest show on YouTube. Make sure you check that one out. Also, a big shout out to the Bell Life. Go go check out their new spot, belllife.com. Obviously, they got booted from YouTube. Now opening up their own little website there. A lot of a lot of cool things. They're also giving back. So shout out to Justin, Trey, Garen, Amy, all them folks there at the Bell Life. Obviously, that's where I learned uh, to Lee out loud from. So shout out to all those folks. Hey, also a big shout out to Ben and Mark, Austin, Jesse, Tani. Good luck this weekend on the Phyllis Memorial figure eight, 75 lap figure eight race. Make sure you guys knock it out. I hope to see one of you guys bringing home the checkered flag for that one. Also another racing shout out, shout out to Greg Van Alst. We know his luck's coming anytime soon. Big or really nice run there at Kansas. Also got the Reese's, Move of the day. If you guys didn't see that or see that move, go check it out. Brandon Grant, I think he uh he put it there on Facebook, but you also can find it there on Twitch under the Arkham Menard series. So shout out to Greg Van Os and a shout out to Brandon Grant with a great spotting job there. And last but not least, a huge shout out once again from us here at E's and B's to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day weekend. Hope you guys enjoy your day on Sunday. Get everything nice and, and made right there for you. Uh, I'm sure that's going to happen right here at the E's and B's compound. I hope so. For sure. We'll see. Also, let's move right into the last few things I got here. This day in sports, folks. May 7th, 1994, the eight-seeded Nuggets upset the top-seeded Sonics 98-94 in overtime at Key Arena in Seattle to win the best of five series in an opening round of playoffs. Coming into the game, the Sonics were 39-5 at home during the 1993-94 season. 
including the playoffs. Seattle won the first two games of the series prior to dropping three in succession. Down 94-93, Denver takes the lead on a layup and subsequently, <laughs> that's hard to say, free throws by LaFonzo Ellis with one minute, 26 seconds left, an extra period. In the final minute, the Nuggets center, Dikembe Matumbo, blocks two shots to seal the deal, and the Nuggets move on. I know everybody remembers that out there. Of course, Matumbo grabbing the ball, falling to the court after the huge, huge upset win, of course, back in 1994. And that is this day in sports. Also, I got another quick history uh, thing to mention to you folks. I was telling Lauren about this earlier in the week. This is the first time since 1969 we've had three no-hitters in the start of a season. Kind of crazy, huh, Lauren? Yeah. All right. Other things I got for you guys, folks. Test them. That's right, right? Also, make sure you guys check out the best show on Thursdays on YouTube. That's the Winnipeggers. Uh, The reason why I'm saying this, folks... You know, we continually to make appearances in their family section, as they call it. We love everything they do for us. He kind of cut me down last week because I am an awful speller. I'll admit that yes, right away. Are. But uh, big shout out to Chris Jericho, Dave, and Ribo. Uh, thank you so much for putting us on your show week in, week out, it seems like. Uh, we love you guys so much. And folks, if you have not checked out the Winnipeggers, make sure you give them a, a chance there every Thursday on YouTube. Yeah, it'll take you guys back, and I guarantee you'll get a chuckle. Uh, last couple things I got here, folks. Coming up real soon, make sure you guys stay tuned. Keep the ear out. Make sure you pay attention to the YouTube channel. Heck, if you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, do us a favor. Give us a like, share, subscribe. Follow us at easeandbees.org or anywhere you listen to your podcast at. It greatly helps us out. But we've got an Indianapolis 500. Obviously, it's the month of May, folks. It's race time. We're going to have a huge giveaway coming up at the end of the month, so stay tuned for that. Also, folks, I know you guys are wondering where it's at. We had a little bit of a slower process on the editing. Lauren's Murder Mysteries will be dropping. We've already got uh, part one in the in the can, ready to go. Just taking a little bit of extra time, fixing some things up. Part two will drop shortly after that, so make sure you guys check that out. Well, Lauren, with that, that's all I got for today. How about let's get into what you got and then, what of I course, rep some cities. Yes, what I got is today is Friday, May 7th, 2021. It is a Barrier Awareness Day. I'm not sure if that's like learning barriers or any sort of barriers, maybe. The barriers on the wall, who knows, right? <laughs> Military Spouse Appreciation Day because they are just as much in the military as their loved ones so absolutely awesome awesome happy military day for sure uh provider appreciation day give your doctor an extra special thanks this year it's been very hard and also space day give us some space right well i feel like we've been doing that for a while now six feet six feet that's right that's right all right let's get into it let's rep your city that's right starting out at number 10 this week cliche france Number nine, Chicago, Illinois. Eight is San Diego, California. Number seven, making their debut is Aura. 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 Ontario. Canada. Thank you so much for the support. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Absolutely. Uh, San Jose, California. Cool. Uh, number five is Centennial, Colorado. Number four, 